Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is a bit of clarity. Just as we start today, I want to give you a big, big thank you for uh, being with us on a journey so far. We are in episode 26, halfway through year 2021. We are talking about self-management today, which uh, brings together the last 13 episodes, last 12 episodes. This is 13th episode on that topic. Remember, um, this year we're going to cover four major topics or four seasons, if you want, in one year. It is self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. So these are the big four, 13 episodes on each. The first two... Uh, uh, self-awareness and self-management has to do with becoming in tune with yourself and social awareness and relationship management has to do with being in tune with others. So that is our clarity signature, being in tune with yourself and in tune with others. You've probably seen that on our promotional material. All right, so self-management today, self-management. Now, we could go to the last 12 sessions and just uh, recapitulate or just bring it all together, uh, but I wanted to give you a bit of a new perspective into self-management. It does bring the last 12 episodes together, but in a fresh, fresh way. So I hope you're really going to enjoy this. So episode 26, self-management, understanding of what self-management is about even though the last 12 episodes have all been about self-management. Self-management is the ability to regulate one's emotions, thoughts, and behaviors effectively in different situations. So it's the ability to manage yourself. It's the ability to regulate yourself, all your emotions, the thought patterns, your behaviors, even your actions in various situations. And situations change in your life and being able to adapt to every situation and not to allow yourself to be taken off your, your way of life, but to be able to remain strong and directional uh, no matter what comes your way. This includes managing stress, and we spoke about that. Delaying gratification, very important, we spoke about that motivating oneself, we spoke about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, and setting and working toward desire goals. So part of self-management is all of this. How do you manage yourself during stressful situations? How can you delay gratification rather than just jumping in at everything that you just want instantly, knowing how to temper yourself and uh, push it forward and work towards it? Knowing how to motivate yourself both intrinsically and allowing extrinsic motivation as well to take its course, but focusing more of intrinsic motivation and setting towards desired goals and working towards those. And as we spoke in last episode, knowing how to do this on a daily basis. The key is in your goal setting to have daily 
goal settings because that is the way you become habitual in setting goals and performing these and getting them done. Self-management also includes an element of taking responsibility for your own actions and ensuring that what you do matches with your personal values. So to manage yourself is your responsibility. No one will manage you better than you can. No one should manage you. <laughs> you should manage yourself. So it's very important for you to have the awareness about yourself and also the ability to manage and control the things that are happening in your life. How do you develop self-management? Well, developing self-management, there's five steps here that I've listed out, and these are important for you to grab hold of because they will help you become the best version of yourself. Number one is self-control. Self-control, this means not masking or hiding your emotions, but recognizing and controlling them appropriately. So that doesn't mean you're denying what you're feeling. It means that you understand what's going on, you can label your emotions, you know what has triggered those emotions, and you know how to manage this. You know how to administer, how to steward the emotions, and you can recognize them, and you can also control them. So it means not making rash decisions or overreacting to a situation, but remaining calm and rational in every situation. So you're never overwhelmed, you're never taken too relaxed, but you know how to, to navigate through life and you can navigate decisions and you can navigate situations that come your way. It leads to being able to make balanced decisions based on what is really important and not just how we feel at the time. So it means that you can stop and pause and think about those things that are really important and when you make that decision, you make that decision in a rational way, not just with your, with your emotions, what you feel in that moment, but you, you understand the consequences of your decisions, you understand the people affected by your decisions, and you are very grounded in that decision. Um, Self-control usually manifests itself as the absence of visible emotion. So even though you feel the emotion, you don't show that emotion, in the sense you are able to manage that emotion and be rational and think things through and deal with the situation in a better, better way. And that's very interesting. I was thinking the other day, and I even in a huddle that we have here, I spoke about this. You know, if we could go, go back in time uh, to change certain things from our life, we wouldn't necessarily want to change the experiences we have had. But what we would like to do is change the decisions we made at a certain point in time. So this highlights how important decisions are in our everyday life. So when you think about going back in time, if you have any regrets, you have regrets not over the experiences, you have regrets over the decisions that you made in the past. So bringing that now into the present tense, make decisions that will not make you regret those things in the future. So uh, in the future, you don't have to look back at today and say, oh, I made the wrong decision. So think about the decisions that you are making because these are key in everything that you do. We are an accumulation of our decisions. That's who we are. So make sure that you're very uh, responsible for the decisions that you make today. Number two. So number one, self-control. So self-controlling decisions as well. Number two, trustworthiness. 
trustworthiness. This refers to behaving well in accordance with your personal values and code of ethics. It is your moral compass, referring to your ability to maintain your integrity, ensuring that you do, that what you do is consistent with your personal values. People who are trustworthy act ethically. So think about your values, think about the prior priorities that you have in your life, think about your spirituality as well, and make sure that you are living your life in full agreement with those values and those spiritual things that matter to you. So if, uh, if you believe that the Ten Commandments are important and they are a spiritual compass for you and life should be lived in those Ten Commandments, then you've got to realign everything to those Ten Commandments and live your life being full of integrity towards those things, not hating, but loving, not killing, not stealing, etc. These are very, very important in our life because our lives are driven by our values, whether we consciously see this or unconsciously uh, relate to them. We live according to our values. So if integrity is a high value in our lives, we will be having integrity in, the, in everything that we do. So it's important for you to be responsible for your own actions and to do well according to your values, according to your healthy compass, and to act ethically even when nobody else sees you. So be yourself, but be fully trustworthy in everything that you do. So live a life which is consistent with your ethical values. Number three, consciousness. This means taking responsibility from your own personal performance and making sure that it matches up to your ability and your values. It also refers to meeting commitments and keeping promises. So be conscientious, be careful at what is important to you, and be responsible for your own life. Be responsible for the way you manage yourself. It is nobody else's duty to manage you. You are responsible for what you say, you are responsible for your behavior, you're responsible for your thoughts, you're even responsible for your own emotions. So be in tune with what's going on inside of you and manage yourself much better. And make sure that your personal performance, that your actions and your attitudes matches uh, everything that is in line with your values and matches your abilities. So do everything at your best ability. Don't just do things at 10% of your ability. Be true to yourself. Be true to your values. Be true to your capacity and maintain that, that you know, ethical attitude and that integrity towards yourself. Number four, adaptability. This refers to being flexible in responding to change. It is being resilient and able to manage change. People who adapt well are those who understand what is happening and have developed abilities to adjust and change. The best way to manage yourself is to know how to live in every situation, is to know how to adapt to every situation, is to know how to, to make yourself behave in every situation that you encounter. 
Changes are happening all the time. Everywhere you go, there are changes. This world is in constant change. Grass grows, weeds grow, everything changes. The sky is never the same. The clouds are never the same. You live in an environment that is forever changing. So why do you resist change? Why can't you adapt to change? So learn to adapt to change. Don't resist it. Go with the flow. Don't resist too much. Obviously, which is if, if, if it's against your values, you don't need to adapt to those changes. Or if it's morally wrong, you don't need to adapt to the changes. But there are so many wonderful things that are changing all the time. And a lot of the times we are resisting those. So a person who has self-management skills knows to adapt to every situation that comes his or her way. Number five, innovation. This refers to being open to novel ideas and approaches. It is being prepared to consider new ways of solving problems, even if that's not the way that we've always done it around here. These people are prepared to see the things from other perspectives, taking risks in their thinking. We need innovation, you need innovation, you need to solve problems in a new and a fresh way. So be open to new ideas, read, discover new ideas, listen to TED Talks. Uh, you know, you should, you should always be curious about how people solve problems, talk to people, uh, be curious in people, be curious in ideas, be a learner, always learn new skills, or always, always go further, try new things, develop new hobbies, go home a different way, learn, meet new people, do whatever it takes to innovate, to, to look at new ways, at fresh ways of doing things. Don't just settle in the old patterns because there are ways to do things better, faster, cleverer, uh, technology is on your side today. There's so many apps that can minimize the, the labor work they used to do. So adapt to changes, adapt to the new ways of life, and uh, yeah, manage yourself a lot better. So this self-management, uh, this five self-management sort of uh, development skills are there for you to grasp, are there for you to test to see how well you're performing against those but are there for you to grasp and apply in your life. So self-control, trustworthiness, conscientiousness, adaptability, and innovation. How well are you in this? There's an opportunity for you to apply this. So write down five examples where you can apply the five self-management techniques, one example for each. So I'm not saying take one example through the five steps because they're not five steps, but they're five ways of developing self-management. But for each one of those, identify an example where you can apply it in your own life. So one for each one. Where can you apply self-control a lot better? Where can you apply trustworthiness a lot better? Where do you want to adapt or to adopt conscientiousness a lot better? Where do you need to be more adaptable? And where do you need to involve innovation more and more? The key to everything that we teach here, and not just here, but wherever you are learning or absorbing content, is for you to apply it, to see how you can apply it, to see how we can take traction in your life. So whatever new idea that you hear, or something that is, uh, that is in line with what you want to do and what you want to develop in your life, make sure that you take massive and immediate steps towards applying it in your life. This will only happen if you do it. If you don't do it, it remains uh, as a wonderful idea that just has come through you and has gone out of you. And, you know, 
the world is full of great ideas and most of them never happen or they never take traction. I don't want you to be like that. I want you to take one idea and apply it and make it happen in your life. So even from the self-management today, take something and apply it and run with it because that will shift something majorly in your life. And when you're able to control yourself and have a, a better self-management uh, skill in your life, you get better, the people around you get better. When you get better, your family is happier, your work colleagues are happier, your business thrives. Everything starts with you. So make sure that you are aware of where you are at the moment, where you'd like to go, and apply these principles of self-management to get you there. And uh, thank you for joining with us for these 26 episodes. We are halfway through the year 2021. And I can't wait to start this brand new um, chapter in, in next, uh, next week when we will look at social awareness. I can't wait to see you then. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costia and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.